All right, let's let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Million Dollar Mission, the podcast for entrepreneurs that are focused on purpose and profit. I'm your host, Dr. Chantel Chambliss, serial entrepreneur, nonprofit expert, wife, and mother. You are listening to episode three of Million Dollar Mission. I'm so excited for this episode uh, because I get to have a conversation with one of my favorite people in the world, uh, my producer, Joy Donaldson. Uh, Joy and I have this like ongoing, never ending conversation slash running joke slash what the hell is going on (laughs) thing that we talk about. And I was like, you know what? We need to make that an episode of Million Dollar Mission because it really lends itself to the conversation that we typically have. And that's around Black luxury, defining it, loving it, hating it and debating it, right? So episode three of Million Dollar Mission is all about luxury. Let's get into it. Okay. So as promised today, I'm going to give you all like a front row seat to this ongoing conversation slash running joke slash what the hell that my producer Joy and I always have. Whenever we're having discussions about Million Dollar Mission, what it means, the work that I'm doing with leading social entrepreneurs to a place where they honestly believe that they deserve seven-figure salaries for making impacts in their communities. Joy and I get into these conversations about luxury, especially what does that even mean for Black women? What does it mean? Social media will have us believe that Luxury means you have to be on the swing in Bali to even know what luxury means. Or, you know, does luxury mean (laughs) crab legs and Moscato, right? What does it mean to you? And why, why do we have, why is this even a debate? Back in episode one, I talk about how, you know, people are very okay with the boutique owners and the business coaches who are going, I'm a seven figure earner. I'm a seven figure earner. I have a Maserati. I have a, a big house. Look at my big, beautiful house. D- you know, don't, don't you trust me to coach you? But if I, who has given myself the title of community leader or nonprofit founder, if I do the same things, I am like blackballed. Right. So who define who says what's luxury? Who defines what who deserves it? Why is this even a debate? So Joy and I are going to give you a, a front row seat to this conversation um, in hopes that it will bring some clarity to how you define luxury in your life. That you understand that no matter how you define it, no matter what it looks like, you deserve it, sis, whether it's your crab legs and five dollar wine, or if it's traveling around the world in first class so joy hey girl yes. hey. <laughs> i'm stepping from behind the producer booth this is weird 
<laughs> like I get to talk to somebody for the first time <laughs> recording this thing, right? Yes. Awesome. So you and I began this conversation, it feels like a long time ago, maybe yeah. a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we started this conversation around a Twitter debate <laughs> that you saw that yes. you shared with me because you knew I would appreciate it. So mm-hmm. let's, let's let our listeners, let's bring them into that. That's yes. that sparked this whole conversation. Yes. So I am an avid Twitter user. If not a Twitter user, I'm just somebody who just derps around on Twitter on a consistent basis. So <laughs> that's kind of my thing. So one of the things that really sparked a lot of debate, starting from right around the time COVID hit, kind of leading into quarantine, where a lot of people began to look at celebrities and look at individuals that have six-figure, eight-figure, seven-figure incomes, started to really look at them a little different in the light to say, hey, you're looking real good over there because we about to, we finna eat the rich. And so we really started to question what luxury is. So Black people having their own definitions and identity for a multitude of things, more and more Black people began to define what luxury meant for them. That started this huge debate because some people were deeming that one person's luxury was either too luxurious or not luxurious enough. And then the question became, well, who is the gatekeeper? Who is the person that is defining what luxury is? So our girl, Scotty B, (laughs) this was April, 2021. After Chantel and I have had this conversation for a while and Every time I've brought it up to Chantel, Chantel, I'm I'm so sick of people having this conversation because it's not as huge of a deal as people are trying to make it. Because who are you to tell someone else what their idea of luxury is? So Scotty Beam got into a bit of a debate with someone whose account is now suspended. Uh (laughs) Wow. Just tell me that. I just discovered it. I'm like, why? Let me go back to this thing because it was indeed a cultural reset. And I'm going to just read you the tweet word for word. We are pro luxury on this podcast. We are also pro swearing. So if you hear a swear word, if you hear, if you hear, uh, you know, some, you know, close the kids ears for the time being. Uh, (laughs) So the person that she was talking to, apparently her name was Brenda. And I'm quoting verbatim from this tweet. Brenda, girl, you are pissed. You've been running around here calling everyone broke. That cash app in your bio must be paying off everything except that wig. Since you're not, since you're not going to do shit to me or anyone else who says, quote, crab legs is a luxury. Your best bet is to wash your wig and rest. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of this word. <laughs> it's the washer wash wig and rest with me. and rest <laughs> not right relax there. not That's go to bed rest <laughs> telling her to go have some soul care wash that milk wig and take a rest sis. take so, a rest because you're doing way too much right for context <laughs> you know this brenda person basically was like y'all think crab legs are luxurious yeah. Like, sis, who did you? Are you Webster? Did you right. now define what is luxury? 
And that small thing, right, that small thing projected onto a larger scale really has, really shines a light on how, especially as Black women, we don't, I don't even think at our core, we understand that luxury really is internal. Mm -hmm. White women can, and we've watched it in movies. They can wash their hair, put on a comfy robe, drink a glass of wine and sit on their big fluffy couch. And we look in awe like, oh, she living her best life. Right. Luxury. But if sis does the same, it's like. That's it. That's it. That's all you're going to do. You ain't going to go get your nails done. You're not going to go buy a bag. You're not going to jump on the next plane to Dubai. Mm -hmm. So like in like in most things, the standard for luxury, Black luxury, is eons higher than what it is for white men and women. Mm-hmm. And this is not a socio-ratio political <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> but truths are truth. I mean, facts are facts, America. Facts are facts. You know, we, again, we watch white women do the min- minimal mm-hmm. on screen in movies for years and go, oh my God. Yes. That's the life I want to live. She's yes. living her best life. Oh my goodness. Where did she get a white robe from? Sis, she got it from Walmart. <laughs> she got it from Target. She got it from it Target. $37. <laughs> that, that white robe is not beyond your grasp, right? Yeah. Yeah. That glass of $5 wine is not beyond your grasp. And when I say $5 wine, that is no tea, no shade. Some of the best wine in the world costs $5. Yep. Don't y'all come for me. Okay. <laughs> What I'm saying is she doesn't have to have a magnum of, you know, what what did Jay-Z, Jay-Z say? A million dollar for a wine bill. And that was just Juan's bill, right? So she doesn't have to have a million dollar wine bill. Yeah. But she, luxury is internal. And that's yeah. the debate that Joy and I are having. Like, okay, so who are we looking to, to define this? It's not me. Mm-hmm. It's not joy. Mm-hmm. It's not million dollar mission. It is really, it's internal, right? Yeah. So who, how do we, while this kind of goes back to the gatekeeper conversation, huh? Yeah. Who defines, who gives the stamp of approval on what is luxurious? And this also lends itself to that, the self-care debate that we see popping up on social media a lot. What is considered self-care? Right. At the time of this recording, I am the mom of a active, busy 11 month old. Yeah. Self-care for me at this juncture is not taking a shower. That is survival. Yeah. That's maintenance. That's maintenance. Yeah. That is not self-care for me. So when I see memes that go, oh, sis, you need self-care, take a long bath eat a hot meal, eat your favorite food. Those are like my basic (laughs) needs being met. Right. At this point, that's not self-care for me. No. I am no less tired (laughs) when I take a bath and eat some hot eggs. Right. If she she gives me grace to eat my eggs while they're still hot, Mm -hmm. that is not self-care. I am not going, 
Oh, thank you so much for my hot eggs. Yes. Like this is not self-care. No. So for me, when does, for luxury, for the luxury conversation, I think that's the transition point. Like your level of luxury is defined when you have gotten, when it's something beyond meeting your basic needs. Yeah. Line. Yeah. You crossed over from having your basic needs met. Now we have entered into the realm of luxury. Exactly. And that's why it's, it's unfair to try to define somebody else's luxury by what your luxury is. Crab legs for someone can be a luxury. You don't know their story. They may have grown up in a space where they weren't able to afford crab legs. Going to Disney World could be a luxury for someone because as a kid, they couldn't go to Disney World. Either religious reasons, financial reasons, for they had way too many siblings and they couldn't go at all at the same time. Maybe they had a a sibling or someone in the family who was disabled and they weren't able to go. Like there are so many elements to this. And when we really think about luxury, we have to really consider it's parallel to whiteness. Mm. Is luxury defined by what Carrie Bradshaw was able to do in New York for those six seasons of Sex and the City. But when you really think about it, let's also think about the fact that sis spent $40,000 on shoes and had nowhere to live at one point. And if her other rich white friends were not able to bail her out, she would have literally been the woman that lived in her shoes, like she said on that episode. So... <laughs> I do remember that episode. And I am someone who loved Sex and the City back in middle school slash high school when I probably shouldn't have been watching it, but I was. I was raised on VH1 and HBO. I'm an only child. So <laughs> that's was, that was my privy into <laughs> the media stream, the, the zeitgeist. And when we really come to the conclusion of that, we can look at living single slash, you know, versus friends. We can look at sex in the city versus girlfriends. Even in those regards, the luxury of being able to live in New York City in a, in a huge, relatively huge apartment with roommates that you get along with, with a, a well-paying job and having friends down the hallway. It was still a luxury for Black people in that space in the 90s in New York for girlfriends being in the early 2000s and being able to wear your hair a little more freely, being able to speak up in meetings, being able to do this and still go out with your girlfriends at the end of the episode, it still was a luxury. And now we're trying to out-luxury each other. Well, she ain't got the bag, so she ain't really living in luxury. You know, sis might not like Birkin bags. (laughs) They might just not be her speed. My speed is Aldo bags. (laughs) <laughs> they $60 a pop. And so I'm like, that's my speed because one, I'm not somebody that likes huge bags. And then two, I don't like the idea of carrying something that's up with a $10,000 on my wrist. I just don't. It's, it causes me anxiety more than I already have. And so the idea of what luxury is, we're trying to out luxury each other while also being in the span of wanting to eat the rich. It's like, okay, sis, which one is it? <laughs> which which one are we trying to do? And another conversation that happened on Twitter with No Name, who is a rapper from Lloyd. I just blanked on where she's from. So, <laughs> I believe Chicago. Um, she at one point was really arguing against, you know, 
riches and you know eat the rich and having this big conversation and then one of her friends I believe got a really huge opportunity with a huge raise and all this and then she was bragging on this friend going yes girl you better get that bad blah blah blah. and someone rightfully asked her like okay well which one is it you said that luxury over here was bad look at all these celebrities and what they're doing and you know Ellis telling us it feels like she's in jail because she's in her million dollar home like all of this stuff and then you're celebrating your friend who just got this huge bag like which one is it and she actually had to come to the turn come to terms and be like you know what I see where y'all are coming from. Initially, it wasn't like that. She was arguing back and forth, like, yo, this is my friend. If they got the bag, they got the bag. It's like, well, shouldn't that be the same for everybody? Mm-hmm. And it was like, damn, I mean, they got a point. And so then the question becomes, what's luxury in the span of community? Is your luxury coming from a space of, like, Rihanna just, I think, got close to being a billionaire, I believe. There were so many people that were like, Shh, here we go, another billionaire, and <laughs> which is valid. I'm like, you know, Jeff Bezos is trying so hard to get to space. They already went to space. It's like, woohoo, Jeff Bezos went to space. And Elon Musk is Elon Musking. And all these other people, billionaires, aren't doing <laughs> aren't doing a whole lot. So we, you hear that Rihanna became one. A lot of people were just kind of like, okay. <laughs> and we're getting slowly to that point of we don't we've watched these people get rich off of the the consumers and not many have given back in return but we also want to make enough money and live in a space of luxury to in our terms to our extremes and not have anybody tell us or try to make us feel bad about it So a lot of people are trying to figure out what is the happy medium? Where where is it safe for you to go? All right, that's enough. And what does that say about your legacy? What does that say about your children behind you for you? You know, I stopped right here because somebody on Twitter said that that was enough for me. And I didn't want to, you know, shade the culture. (laughs) But at the same time, you're telling people to go get the bag. So it's like, how many bags am I? allowed to have like you said it's like you know when it was announced that rihanna was like about to be a billionaire whatever and most people are like so how does that affect me you know how would it affect my community if i became a billionaire when if we go look at what Rihanna's billionaire status really means in the literal, mm-hmm. in the literal, yeah, she, you know, she's creating a new economy. Mm-hmm. A while ago, I posted on social media. This was something happened with Tiger Woods a few months ago. I don't remember what. Stuff <laughs> happened with Tiger Woods all the time. So. <laughs> Something ha- happened with Tiger Woods and an announcer was talking about him and he said, Tiger Woods is his own economy. He said when he was, so apparently when Tiger Woods entered the sport of golf, no golfer was making a million dollars, not n- none. Wow. Tiger was like the first to make a million dollars. And so once Tiger hit that pinnacle, 
everybody's income went up. Yeah. That's the economies of scale. If somebody is now in a million, everybody got to come up to, they might not get to a million, but you got to get close. Mm-hmm. And the announcer said, Tiger Woods is his own economy. He would murder you competitively, but he would increase your bottom line. He made everyone mm. richer by default. Yeah. Rihanna makes everyone richer by default. You know, it goes back to kind of like, and I really, I, I tie a lot of things back to childhood because we are all kind of walking around nurturing mm-hmm. our inner child or neglecting our inner child, but that's for another episode. <laughs> um, and so when we were in middle school, in high school, watching Sex in the City, mm-hmm. watching Carrie Brasho and her Manolo Blahnix, for some people, that was depiction. Yeah. It was simply their reality projected onto the screen. Yep. And for some of us, that was mere fantasy. Yeah. Or aspiration. That's what I want to do. Yes. It was very aspirational. It was, I've never seen this before. I don't know anyone who lives like this. I don't Mm -hmm. even live in a city where they sell Manolos. At that time, I remember I had to go to DC to see some real Manolos, right? Yep. Yep. There was nowhere in this area that sold that. No. And so that was all aspirational for me. And so I didn't understand what that meant if I were to achieve these things, if I could now live in a neighborhood where Manolo Blahniks were easily accessible. Yeah. And if I had the money in the bank to purchase them without swiping a credit card, right? <laughs> or swipe the credit card and pay it back because you know mm-hmm. OPM. Yes. Um, so when we look at things like that, we have been so trained to, for things, Black women. Yeah. We've been so trained. Our eyes see luxury as aspirational. Mm-hmm. All luxury. When I, on the days where I have been broke, where I couldn't even afford a double, a do- the dollar menu at McDonald's, mm-hmm. crab legs were aspirational, sis. Like, dang, I can't wait till Friday and maybe I can get some crab legs and yes. rice, shrimp, and some steak. Yes. It's aspirational. Where our eyes are trained that way. It's not, there's no, we don't, we don't have the luxury of depiction mm-hmm. where, where our, our luxury is just, Oh, yes, that's what it looks like. Right. That's why the Kardashians were so big for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Because they were depictions of everyone who lives in that life. And so people were like, yes, that's us, that's us, that's us. Yes. Watch. Or they were aspirational for girls who've never seen that type of luxury. Mm-hmm. And so that those, those are the audiences that were hooked by them. Yeah. Right? And it's like, how do we shift black women specifically black girls and i think about my daughter who's not even one yet yeah how do i make how do i train her eyes so that when she sees something that's deemed as luxury as depiction versus aspirational mm. like when she sees an airplane is that aspirational for her or is that depiction is that yeah. if, oh i've experienced that i know right is right i've been in that seat i know that view exactly yeah i know what that looks like or it's you know because that goes back to all the way back to 
the conversation, wash your, wash your wig and wax <laughs> conversation <laughs> about like you you're saying crab legs ain't luxury like we we ghetto because we you know when we post hashtag luxury hashtag living our best life and it's a picture of some crab legs yeah how do you know I want that to I want my daughter to see those things and go well no that is luxury yeah every aspect of the spectrum I want Ryan to see a picture of crab legs and be like that's a depiction Mm -hmm. of luxury yes because we eating good over here right (laughs) but I also want her to see you know I also want her to see Dubai and -hmm. say that is a depiction of luxury not aspirational and not even that she has to have been to Dubai but she knows she can go if she wants to because yes birthright yeah and And that that's what it boils down to that's what it is luxury is our birthright yeah and that's really where we have to go. No matter what it is, it's eat your crab legs, mm-hmm. ca- catch your first class flight. All of it and everything in between is your birthright. And I wish more of us were in that space to allow ourselves to have a birthright Ooh. and not define it as, did I grow up in a certain space? Did I grow up in a certain part of town that is you know the part of town that they whisper about we don't talk about them like did I grow up in that space and me self-defining what luxury is is somehow a slap in the face of the community because who are you to dream higher than me Mm. and why why does the conversation then begin then become a space of somebody taking a step down to make somebody else feel comfortable instead of going hey, you can have this too. This doesn't have to be a, I have this and you don't type of scenario. What can we do to work on this and make this thing pop for you as well? So you can begin that journey of self-defining what luxury is to you. Luxury to to you may be the shoes, it may be the bag, it may be, it may be the bundles, it may be the trip, it may be the car, it may be whatever. A luxury to somebody else may be like a, a, a writer slash nerd reader like me having a room that's dedicated solely to books that could, that could be luxury to that person because luxury if we really think about it is that thing that we or is deemed as unattainable unless you work for it unless you do whatever for it and especially for for you know my fan presenting people that come out here and go to the games and try to get them a baller, try to do whatever. Okay. That's, they did what they needed to do to be able to, you know, come up with, come get that bag so they can do, they can go get their crab legs. They can go get their um, Balenciagas. They can go out here, have a good time. And that's luxury to them. Why do we define luxury based on what the viewer doesn't have and define or try to like tamp down. That's another thing, especially with Black women, we tend to tamp down what we have unless the audience that we are appealing to tells us we can have it. Oh, that they've deserved it. They've, they've done the work. Who are you to tell somebody what caliber of work that they have completed for them to now deserve luxury? 
And it sucks because there was another issue. There was <laughs> another Twitter thing that went out because there is a there is such a thing as buying luxury bags online. Yeah. And just posting them up somewhere and be like, oh, I went birthday shopping. Ah. But those bags are empty. <laughs> There's nothing in them. And so, and there is a there is like a kind of like a swap meet, swap meet thing where people that actually do do these shopping sprees that you know spend the money in these spaces resell their bags. So other people can, you know, stunt, clout chase, whatever. And there was another issue where a pretty prominent, I don't know, I can't remember if she's British, Nigerian. I don't remember, but I saw her being berated on Facebook because one girl just decided that, oh, them bags look empty. Last time I got a bag like that, it looked like this. And she's like, okay. So she had to do, (laughs) (laughs) she chose to do a YouTube haul reveal of everything that was in her bag. And the entire time she's like, yeah, sis. So here's the shoe. Here's the wallet. Here's this, here's that. She's like, this is so small. You know, I don't know why they gave me such a big bag, but here's what's in the bag. And the fact that she had to do that because one person, she did, this was a black woman being demeaned by another black woman, another black woman to prove why she had this luxury. And then to also try to shame her and go, those those last season bags this is this that fold in that bag it got a crinkle in it that's how i know you got that out the box like blah blah blah. and it was like and what was sad about that conversation is that there was a clear line of demarcation people were either solely on sis side being like why does it matter this is her bag it's her her boyfriend got her this stuff blah blah blah. and people were on homegirl side as well being like yeah i've seen that bag too i know the site that you can go to to get the fake bag blah blah blah. and it was like why are we even having this conversation (laughs) that was the point of this entire episode like why is this a debate right bottom line and i can sum it up here luxury is your birthright Mm -hmm. and it is internal yes ever you want it to be once you are beyond the point of basic needs being met mm-hmm. since that's your luxury yep take it own it no one can tell you it's not right but understand and this is just something i want women especially women of color to understand your basic need needs being met is you just it's your basic needs like you yeah. don't have to debate that you don't yeah. have to negotiate that right we can negotiate the luxury your basic needs are non-negotiable mm-hmm. everything above that is your luxury i don't care what it is a pair of shoes some crab legs a trip around the world mm-hmm. that is your birthright and it is absolutely internal no one can define it for you no one can make you prove it like this whole thing you just described is um is disgusting to me. Yeah. I have to prove what I found luxurious, what I love, what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that my partner or myself was able to pay for it. I have to prove that to a stranger on the internet who just decided to try to quantify my worth because she thought the bag was folded funny. So I must have gotten it out the box. Woo. <laughs> 
the so, places I could go, like I'm like Dr. Seuss with that. I don't <laughs> so, with that whole that whole thing, right? But I won't because if I could talk to that young lady, don't you ever, ever prove what is your birth? I don't have to prove my birthright. The fact that I'm breathing, the fact that I was born is proof enough. Yeah. Everything beyond my basic needs are even my basic needs are my birthright. Mm-hmm. This is my birthright. This is mine. I don't have to define that. And I don't have to prove its worth to anyone. So this is again, this is always a dope conversation, but yes, and I'm sure we're going to come back around to it, but I thought it was really important to have this conversation, especially in these first few episodes of Mm -hmm. Million Dollar Mission to really get clarity and define that no matter what path you're on, especially if you are venturing into social entrepreneurship or or any of these things that understanding that all of this is non-negotiable that you can still, I saw this the the other day and I'll sum this, this best sums up um, the whole million dollar mission mentality is people say, I can't have my cake and eat it too. Why the hell would I bake a cake and not eat it? Yep. Yep. And that's that on that. (laughs) Why? Why would you build a home and not live in it? Why would you make a bed and not sleep in it? Why would you bake a cake and not eat it? You can absolutely have your cake and eat it too. You can absolutely impact communities and change narratives and write new stories and still honor the part of you that wants to realize luxury. Yes. That wants to, to, to make six or seven figures and build legacy for your family and generations to come. You can absolutely have your cake and eat it too. You deserve to. It is our birthright as people who our ancestors were brought to this country to, we we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. Screw the people that say, I'm nothing like my ancestors. You absolutely not because your ancestors would be ashamed. And so (laughs) you are absolutely nothing like your ancestors. But it is our birthright because even before we we left the shore, there were people that had prayers and things over us that spoke life over us and us walking into that birthright is not a shameful thing, nor do we need to quantify it. Right? This is my luxury. And that's that. On that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having this conversation with me, Joy. It was, I mean, thank you for coming from behind the mic. <laughs> <laughs> chatting with me and contributing to um to this journey absolutely what million dollar mission stands for and you know we'll 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 revisit this again yes yes we absolutely will so there's gonna be some dope twitter beef that we are like <laughs> that we're spectating and we like oh we gotta talk about it so, so an episode <laughs> back around yes thank you thank you for having me Thank you for listening to Million Dollar Mission, the podcast for entrepreneurs that are focused on purpose and profit. 
I'm your host, Dr. Chantel Chambliss, serial entrepreneur, nonprofit expert, wife, and mother. This podcast has been produced by Joy Donaldson. Until next time, stay on your mission.